0: everyone, thank you for joining me for another exciting and informative episode of The Paralegal Voice on the Legal Talk Network. I'm Jill Francisco, an advanced certified paralegal and immediate past president of NILA and your host of this episode of The Paralegal Voice. I have over 25 years of paralegal experience and I'm so excited to share my knowledge and enthusiasm for the paralegal profession with you. And I'm also so excited today <laughs> to have Bobby T. Remus with me today. He has an extensive resume, and I'm not going to read it all because I want to give him as much time as possible to share all his knowledge and useful information with our listeners. But I do have to highlight a few things about him because I want you all to know like why it was important to me to have Bobby on the show. So Mr. Remus is an associate professor at California State University, Los Angeles, and a legal studies adjunct faculty member at the University of Laverne. He has been employed as a paralegal for a large regional bank in Pasadena, California, for over 17 years, where he has assisted its law department with employment law-related matters, subpoena, compliance, and intellectual property. He is also an author. He wrote the Professional and Ethical Liability Chapter of the National Association of Legal Assistance Certified Paralegal Exam Fundamentals textbook and several social justice articles that touch on the subjects of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Bobby served on Nilo's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee from March 2020 to August 2021. So that is just a little bit About Bobby's kind of (laughs) extensive resume and I left off his education and some of the other very important capacities um, and he has served in but his complete bio will be posted on the Legal Talk Network's website so please check it out when you um, you know after the show and you want to learn more about all the awesome things that Bobby's doing so I am super super excited to have him as my guest today Bobby welcome to the show.
1: Jill Francisco, thank you so much for having me on The Paralegal Voice.
0: (laughs) So we're going to have a good time today, I can tell already.
1: (laughs) Yes, we are. Yes, we are, Jill.
0: (laughs) So what I wanted to kind of do today, and the reason why I thought that it would be awesome for our listeners to have you on the show, to have Bobby with us today, is because I I think it's important sometimes as paralegals to not... um, I like to call it pigeonhole us ourselves, you know, or like we just get so involved and focused on like just our career or just committing or completing like our work that's in front of us every day. And at some point, and I don't know if you agree with this, Bobby, but at some point it's like you feel, okay, so I'm, I'm, I've am I'm i been a paralegal, like, you know, you've worked here for 17 years and I think you might be getting ready to take on a new adventure <laughs> and do a little change. But, you know, it's like, what do you, you know, it's like, is, I, to me, it's important to do other things, you know, and that's what I want to kind of talk about. And I wanted you on today because I love your background. I love all the different things you do. And I want paralegals, other paralegals out there to know that it's it to keep yourself interested and energized and passionate and you know really excited about what what we're doing that we're paralegals is to do different things whether that's involvement in a in a um, you know, in a professional associations, if it's teaching, if it's mentoring, if it's doing community service, because, you know, there's a lot of different things in the community that we need um, and or that the community needs and that we know about because of our skill set. And so that's why I just want our, our listeners to know, I think we're going to call it kind of like the more well-rounded paralegal and we want to get um, our listeners some of the ideas that maybe if they're kind of feeling like they need to add something, you know, to their resume or add something to get excited and get passionate back um, in themselves about our profession, that you're going to try to give them some hints and stuff that they can do and explain um you know, like what you've done and, 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 you know, what got you motivated. So why don't you, if you want to, touch on some of the things that I did not in your extensive background and experiences and super cool stuff that you've been doing.
1: Okay. Thank you so much, Joe. So I have been a paralegal for over 20 years. My experience includes working at law firms and banks, which include a large international law firm and an in-house law department within a large regional bank. I have specialized in the areas of employment law, intellectual property, Subpoena compliance and employment based immigration. And one of my recommendations to listeners is if you have not already done so, please consider expanding your experience. By doing so, you as a paralegal professional will become more quote unquote, well-rounded. And at the end of the day, that is a win-win situation for you and your employer, because not only will you gain more experience and you will help out your legal team and your company or your law firm achieve their goals, but it also makes you as a paralegal professional that much more marketable. And that is key Because as Jill said, you know, we don't want to become involved or become pigeonholed per se um, in a particular position or just simply one particular area of law. You want to expand your horizon, so to speak. I have learned that my passions include being a paralegal which I find absolutely fa- fascinating considering the various aspects of law where you can assist attorneys law firms and corporations reach their goals on a case by case basis uh, one, of the ca- one can also know that you can apply your knowledge that you learn either through formal education the CLEs or from the you know from the law firms or the corporations that you work at at and imply them through pro to pro bono organizations or community service organizations. So you could take it that much more farther. And a lot of people don't realize that, that sometimes you can actually don't necessarily always have to help out a private entity, which is wonderful, but also a nonprofit entity. My other passions include teaching and learning, and I can, I, I can tell you this, I believe one of the ways that you can always learn something new and useful is to continually, of course, embrace and attend CLEs like through the National Association of Legal Assistants and through formal education. And my education includes a Bachelor of Arts degree in history from UCLA, a paralegal certificate in litigation corporations from UCLA Extension, and last but not least, and most recently completed, a Master of Legal Studies degree (laughs) with a compliance and legal risk management concentration from the University of Arizona, James E. Rogers College of Law. So
0: that's phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I cannot begin to tell you how it's opened so many doors, so many horizons. And it's not just about expanding your knowledge and becoming more intellectually developed, but also connecting and seeing things in a different way where you could see all these different opportunities that you can not just simply help yourself, but others as well.
0: Right. And I think like, I mean, you clearly already had a great educational background. It's not like you needed to probably, you know, get something to to, you know, um, prove that you're a good paralegal. And so that's where I think is really awesome about you that you just kept striving. And now you've got your master's degree. And like you said, probably open. I mean, you probably had in your mind why you wanted to do it and your motivation. But I'm sure that once you got into it and you, you know, like you said, it's like you probably was like, oh, my gosh, this is helping me so many other ways that you didn't even realize it.
1: Yes, absolutely. But also, too, um, and that's another driving factor as far as why would I complete my master's degree? So, of course, there's many factors, but some of which includes, you know, expanding your law, expanding your knowledge of the law, expanding your knowledge of the legal um, procedures, expanding your knowledge of. Up, upcoming and new legal procedures that will help you, your legal team, etc. And last but not least, it makes me a better professor as well, because I take this knowledge and I implement it in my syllabus. So I have been a part-time paralegal instructor, adjunct assistant professor, and associate professor at various colleges and university within the Los Angeles and Orange County areas for over 14 years on a part-time basis. Um, I love teaching because it expands You know, it makes you it expands not just the students knowledge, but it makes you encourages you actually to make sure that you are on top of your game. Because, of course, when you're creating these lesson plans, you want to make sure that you have reached up, down, all around to make sure that you are serving them with the best knowledge and foundation for teaching that you could possibly give them. And so. Not only will you expand their knowledge, but by preparing for these lesson plans, you actually make sure that you are on top of your game, so to speak, and also on top of your lesson plans. And in that process, you might actually learn a couple of new things for yourself and your employer. For sure.
0: You know, it's funny. And I'll tell you, I really commend you because I just started teaching. <laughs> it was kind of oh, like wonderful. Of, I know it was just kind of one of my last um kind of professional, you know, goals that I was thinking that I wanted to do. And I was I, I was given the opportunity a few years ago and it just wasn't right. You know, my my job wasn't right and my my life, you know, was like that. And and then I got the opportunity to teach last semester, uh, in the fall, the intro to paralegalism and the ethics class. And so um <laughs> I know I was so excited. Good old, you know, William Statsky, the intro to paralegalism. And it was amazing, but I'll tell you what, it was a job. I I mean, I already knew that teaching is a big, you know, deal and undertaking, but little did I know. I mean, I had to try to learn. I didn't even know how to do the grades. I mean, it was, it was hilarious. (laughs) And I didn't, and I didn't do, you know, I didn't have like, okay, here, just, you know, teach this. You know, I had the book. And like you said, I came up with my own stuff because I wanted to be, I thought, you know, what's what can I make a difference of teaching? And, you know, why is it important that I'm there? And so I thought, I'm going to add a lot of real-world, everyday experience that I've had in my 25 years. And, you know, yes, teach them what's in the book because, as you know, you you need that book knowledge. You need those book things. But, like, you could say, hey, you know, this is what really happens. Or when they explain this, this is how, you know, it's really gone. And give them those examples that they're not going to get. And like you said, it really opened my eyes to some things. It really also was neat because, you know, before I'm in school and had never had the real world. Now I have both. You know, it's like I'm back in school, so to speak, but I've experienced all the real world stuff. So it is a really unique opportunity. But boy, it's a lot of work. And I commend you. I did not realize that you've been doing it for 14 years. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's hard. I, I can't believe you're doing both for that long. Because they don't teach those two classes in the spring. And I was like, thank gosh, because I can't do them. I need a break. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Sometimes, um, you know, sometimes you'd have, you need a break. Thank goodness. Usually during summer I don't teach. So that's my usual break time. Nice. But when the semester starts, I might be teaching at one college or, but in this semester particularly, I'm teaching at two universities oh, wow. um, and two, and two different subjects. But again, I love it. And it's the question is like, how much commitment can you put into it? Right. Um, but remember what you reap is what you sow. So there are definite returns to it. So Again, I think for one of the main reasons why I teach, besides, of course, giving back to the community, offering my knowledge to my students, um, encouraging them being the best version of themselves, it also encourages me to be the best version of me.
0: You're totally right. And, you know, when you're talking about um, the other thing that I love that you touched on too, is it, it seems like, you know, that you're keeping yourself up with what's going on, like you said, at the top of your game, but it's also keeping the students like I'm also, which I'm sure you've done this served on the advisory boards, you know? And so it's like, you feel like that real responsibility to come in and say, Hey, you know what? It would be really important of these students coming out. They need to know, you know, XYZ software. They need to know XYZ skill, you know? And it's like, that's our, I feel like that's a huge responsibility that you and I offer to keep the school educated, keep the program educated, that they are teaching the skills that is going to be valuable and and have those students that get out a leg up. Because if you just keep yeah. reading that book, if you just keep reading the book year after year, it's just not, you know, it's not going to be beneficial to them. Exactly.
1: And it, and it becomes stale, so to speak. That's why you have to supplement what the book is, because you as a professor slash instructor Also draw in your own personal experiences and how it relates to the material in the book and give them those specific experiences because it will connect with the students that much more. And that's where a lot of times where you as a paralegal, your experiences as a legal professional can actually come in and actually supplement the book to make that teaching experience that much more engaging for the students. So that's another reason why I love teaching so much. And who would have known if you would have told (laughs) me Right. <laughs> you know, years before I started teaching 14 years ago, you're going to be teaching at several universities. I would have been laughing, but little <laughs> did I know. it actually became one of my passions. So I yep. love teaching, but also, you know, you have to take things in moderation because you know, you're only one person, you can right. only do so much. So, you know, uh, working full time and doing two classes it's a lot on your plate. So also, you know, there's nothing wrong with just doing one class per semester rather yeah. than two. Um, so again, it's, it's about what's in, within your bandwidth. But there are definite benefits to both being a paralegal and taking that knowledge and bringing it into the classroom.
0: Yeah, and, I, and I'll tell you what, and just so our, so our listeners, you know, I think what you and I are both saying is, you know, I I knew I had my skill and my ability to be a paralegal, and I kept thinking, oh, I don't really know if I could teach. Am I going to be good at that? Am I going to be whatever? And it's amazing how once you get in front of the students that it just kind of started flowing. And so I, yes. I I think they, you know, I feel like they were learning. I mean, I gave them tests. I felt like they were learning. So, um, you know hopefully hopefully it works out that way but i want to we got to take a quick break um, and pause for a couple minutes to um, do a commercial break and we'll be right back and we'll continue our uh, discussion
1: looking for a process server you can trust servenow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screen process servers servenow works with the most professional process servers in the industry connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology have experience with high volume serves and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre screen process server today. Visit www.servnow.com. Filing court documents, serving legal papers, collecting electronic signatures, all critical parts of the litigation process, yet ones that are time-consuming and error-prone. But what if you could do more straight from your case or document management software?
0: Welcome back to The Paralegal Voice. I'm Jill Francisco, and my guest today is Bobby T. Remus. And we were just kind of wrapping up our discussion on um, education and the importance of education, obviously, to to yourself and then also to um, how we both got into teaching because we, you know, share the love of education and um, also kind of motivating our listeners that if you don't really think that you have all the teaching background, if you're a well You know, experienced uh, paralegal, it's going to be amazing. I think what happens when you get in the classroom and you start being passionate about your career. And I wanted to kind of move in to another really cool thing. And I know, Bobby, you do a lot of, um, Awesome things that I think you'll agree that have helped you, you know, be well-rounded, have all some different aspects of being a paralegal. And that's your involvement in professional associations. Like, you know, why did you, you know, like, do you have some pointers and some things for our listeners? Like, you know, what are your big benefits of it? What do you think, like, why people should get involved if they're not or do different things? Or, you know, tell us about how kind of like you're thinking about the professional association and the importance of it.
1: The professional association aspect of your involvement as a paralegal professional can be extremely important. And depending on where you take it, can actually help you in the long term as far as your professional development, your professional growth, your intellectual capacity, um, your involvement as far as connecting with other networks and expanding um, beyond the paralegal profession and maybe building on your paralegal profession to make sure that you continue and you're satisfied with all that you have with regards to your career. So again, there are many aspects of being um, involved in the, the paralegal profession association, but besides giving back to the community, you can be actually do much more than that. You can just simply be a member of your local paralegal association which there's nothing wrong with that but you could actually you know take it to the next level and become part of the board you know reach out to your local association your state association or your national association like the national association of legal assistants and actually reach out via email or via telephone to connect with these individuals and say how can i get involved in the committee how can i get involved in the board etc etc um of course expanding your network is one thing it's another aspect of you know knowing who to contact when you actually need some help or assistance in directing your career so let me give you like a quick example one example would be if you're part of the National Association of Legal Assistants you're working on an employment law case in California but you're also working on a separate case in Texas and there are different laws in Texas of course in employment law as compared to California you might have a colleague that you know through the National Association of Legal Assistants You pick up the phone or you email them and you ask them, how does your legal team do this particular procedure? Because Texas law, employment law is new, et cetera, et cetera. Do you have any recommendations or sources that we can point to to actually assist us with this procedure that we're about to that we are about to pursue within the state of Texas, and they might be the one that actually points you to the direction, the resource, the webpage that you need to go to, to actually understand that new procedure that will actually help you and your legal team. So it's not just about, you know, the, the association itself, it can actually help you with your job, your profession, your legal procedure.
0: That's true. And like you said, and and things that like, and all that's going to do is like you said, that's making you more valuable. It's making you more marketable. And it's, and it's kind of also showing your employer that when you are taking time, obviously possibly time from your job and your usual work, you know, to go to these meetings and to go to the events, like you said, it's beneficial. And, I mean, you know, that, that saves clients money. I mean, ultimately, you're saving client money. You're being more efficient. You're being more effective. And it's just making you look good. And like you said, it's funny because… I know that you're just like I am you know really we could go probably almost any state <laughs> that we needed to do something and call somebody and um and if you sit here and think about it, that's amazing and it takes time and it takes effort to build that but um I know you agree with me that it's so worth it and amazing um and so beneficial absolutely to, you know to you and your and your employer so what do you think about um so like we were talking about, like your, where you were talking about in the pro bono and that, you know, when we were talking about your education and the things that you've done, that I think also falls into like the professional association that you're involved in. They might do pro bono activities, right?
1: Yes. Uh, besides being involved with your local association um, and and networking with them and also expanding your contacts, you never, and of course, people think about this when they think of networking, they think of maybe possible job prospects, maybe a new law firm or a new corporation. That can be a possibility, too. I mean, those situations happen all the time. I mean, I could talk about that endlessly. But again, too, I also want to point out being involved with a professional association is not just simply about expanding your network Or possibly getting your foot into a new job position within a new, for a new law firm or new corporation, but also expanding your education. So, you know, a lot of the local state and national associations, they provide great CLEs, continuing legal education, where you could expand your knowledge. Also too, if you're curious, like for example, if you have not been an intellectual paralegal and you want to know like, what exactly does an intellectual property law paralegal do, attend one of the CLEs, whether it's online, or in person. Yep. You actually might find a new passion. Maybe you're no longer interested in the current legal specialty that you assist attorneys with. Well, you might be actually reignited or re-encouraged to join um, another law firm or actually ask your law firm if you could be involved in another legal specialty, help out another legal team within your firm right? and expand your base. How would you know if you don't know what it's about? So that's one of the great things about uh, continuing your legal education. Also, putting on events. When you put on events for organizations through your professional association, like, for example, pro bono fairs, mm-hmm. you're not just helping out your association, you're helping other associations reach their mission, reach their goals. And when people actually go and work and actually either volunteer or do work for pro bono or community service organizations, again, it's a win-win situation. They can take that experience. Not only can they give from, of course, give with what they know with their skills, but also they might learn something new and actually take it back to their own law firm or corporation and play it forward. Play it forward. Yeah. Um, one of the most fun aspects of my local paralegal association is that I got to put on a couple of technology fairs or technology expos, and as we all know, we want to keep current with the trends. Yeah. And so those technology expositions at these, you know, with these big events that had all these sponsors that were pretty much anybody, or, you know, a lot of uh, companies that were involved in technology within the legal field offered way, dynamic ways as to how law firms and corporations can keep ahead of the game in the legal profession by ensuring that they utilize the best of the best of the best for technology. Because as we all know, Jill, yeah. technology, 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 right?
0: I mean, it changes constantly. And look at all this that we've changed here, you know, going through the pandemic. Um, I've talked about this with with a bunch of my uh, past guess. I mean, think about how we're doing things. Like, I don't think we're ever going to go. The the, the practice of the law has changed. And and I don't think you're ever going to go back to exactly the way it was. I mean, we talk about, you know, like you were talking about technology, Um, just, you know, like, for instance, when you're talking about technology and about, you know, the way things are done, hearings are held, depositions are taken, mediation, I mean, all those things, you know, they, they I think it, the pandemic has shown that, it can still be effective. It can occur. It can be positive results. Um, you know, I think that I I have a local example where um, and I, I think this will appeal to you because I know you have a passion and are involved with the social um, injustices and things like that. Lo- our local family court started doing all their hearings online you know on by zoom and now you don't have the problem where the person's like i can't tend i can't get there and it's postponed it's postponed it's postponed and now the docket's moving like it's never moved before and what really is that doing that's really helping the people that need the help you know get through the system you know and so you you really have to kind of sometimes stay take a step back and think hey this isn't the way we did it But you know what? It's maybe not the funnest. It's maybe not the way you thought it would all work. But look at how it's really ultimately helping the real issues at hand is what I think sometimes you have to focus in on. And I think that technology, like you said, you can never go wrong. And you're helping yourself and your firm be aware of what's out there. Um, And I think when you get in the professional associations like you're talking about, that's how you're talking to people, networking with people and you're learning different things that spark something in you to, you know, learn a new, learn something new, learn software. Like I'm talking to you, I bring up software, you go, "Oh, I want to learn about that." And then now you're learning about it, taking it back to your fir- firm and look at that, you know? It's it's crazy how it just <laughs> rolls. <laughs>
1: It does. And it's a continuum as far as how much you as a paralegal can expand your knowledge. But actually, when you d- you build on this knowledge, you take back the technology that you've learned through a CLE or through a, a technology vendor, you can actually take it to the next level. And by the way, sometimes when you bring that knowledge to the firm you actually can get promoted. So you'd be surprised how technology can totally work for you in ways that you never expected, you know? So you always have to embrace technology. So when your firm or your corporation comes up with a new database or a new uh, e-discovery platform, it's always great to embrace it, learn it if you don't know about it. Again, there's always room for you to know and actually expand your knowledge within that new legal database, that new e-discovery platform, yep. and take it to the next level.
0: Yeah, and like you said, just add another skill set to your, you know, your your resume. So real quick, and then we got to go for a break, but I wanted to ask you, so what do you think, like, I know you were talking about, like, how do you think someone could get started if they're, maybe they're in the association, but they're just and like I said, they need to reach out. But then how also, um, you know, if someone's just kind of timid about it. What are, what are your thoughts about? Because I know you've done other things. You've written articles that connects you with professional associations. I mean, you've done a lot of other things. What are some other things that can get you in that realm?
1: Well, first, if you want to, if you're interested in other organizations, whether it's the paralegal profession or another community service um, association, check out their website, check out what is their mission statement, what are their goals? Do they align with your interests? So for example, I have a deep passion regarding um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. So I'm also involved with some organizations that deal with diversity, equity, and inclusion. And one of my ways that I actually got involved first was actually through the National Association of Legal Assistance by actually being on part of their diversity, equity, and inclusion committee, um, which... Then, when they asked me to write articles about such diversity, equity, and inclusion issues, I was more than happy to do that. And now I actually do it for various organizations. I also I'm on several diversity, equity, and inclusion committees um, that are uh, not related to the legal arena, but through other community service organizations that where I can assist in those areas. So I, I also found that diversity, equity, and inclusion. Issues are also some of my great passions as well.
0: So you found that. And then, like I said, that's a little niche for you and you're great at it and it's not and you're educated about it and you want to share your knowledge. And, you know, it's not it doesn't have to be legal related, you know, get outside. Sometimes we need a break sometimes from our legal from our legal stuff and get a little different. Yes, we do.
1: (laughs) Yes, we do. You need to change it up sometime to keep it spicy and, and, you know, be enthused, continually enthusiastic.
0: Yeah. And again, and again, you know, it's like that's something different and that's motivating and that's motivating to you. And so then you come back and have the energy to focus on your paralegal stuff.
1: True. And then one last thing I would like to add about being involved with your paralegal profession, your paralegal association, paralegal network is even with a local paralegal network, you never know what opportunities lie as far as those connections, your paralegal network. So for example, for me, the greatest connection that I made is actually through, believe it or not, teaching. So let me tell you how that happened. One day when I was serving on the board of our local paralegal association here in Los Angeles, the president back then, this is over 15 years ago, said, oh, by the way, uh, a local community college would like a paralegal advisory board members to come on board. So please submit your resumes to the director of the paralegal program for this particular community college to see if you could serve on the advisory board. You only serve, you only actually attend meetings two or three times a year to give advice as to what paralegal trends or what legal trends are being offered. Do the classes line up with actually yep. what's being out there in the legal field? Are the classes meeting up to standards? So I figured, Oh, that should be a you know, great an opportunity to you know connect with other people and give them my feedback as to like, you know, what could be um, what could be added to their classes, if anything at all. Right. The paralegal so I sent my resume. The paralegal director contacted me up immediately and she goes, first and foremost, I want to say you're on the advisory board, that's not an issue. So if you <laughs> can please join us at this date. She goes, and but then she said and I am also impressed with your resume. Have you ever thought of teaching? And ever since then, wow. I've been involved with teaching. So I have to actually thank my local paralegal association, because if it wasn't for that connection and where that paralegal director actually called and asked me that question, I might have never been a part-time professor for the past 14 years. So again, you never, one, one passion might lead to Another.
0: Another. They, uh, unexpected,
1: unexpected, totally unexpected, unexpected. completely. I did not, I did not expect that question from her. That's all awesome. I figured. Well, mm-hmm, I figured she was probably <laughs> going to say, you need to come to these meetings on these dates, X, Y, and Z. Right. But when she said that, I was like, wow.
0: <laughs> You're like, I did not think about it, but now I am.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: all right. Well, let's, we need to take another quick commercial break and then we'll be right back
1: delegate out those tasks that take up your time. Staffy can help you with your legal, administrative, marketing and even client-facing workload. Hiring Staffy's
0: top-notch bilingual virtual staff means Staffy does the recruiting, hiring and training for you. Then, if you need a change, Staffy handles it.
1: You get to concentrate on your strategic work. Schedule a free consultation at staffy.cc. That's s t a f f and get $500 off. With code HAPPY24.
0: Hey, Gee, what's up? Just having some lunch, Conrad. Hey, Gee, do you see that billboard out there? Oh, you mean that guy out there in the gray suit? Yeah, the gray suit guy. Order up. There's uh, all those beautiful, rich, leather bound books in the background. That is exactly the one. That's JD McGuffin at Law. He'll fight for you. I bet you he has got so many years of experience. Like decades and decades. And I bet gee, I bet he even went to a law school. Are you a lawyer? Do you suffer from dull marketing and a lack of positioning in a crowded legal marketplace? Sit down with Guy and Conrad for Lunch Hour Legal Marketing on the Legal Talk Network. Available wherever podcasts are found. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I'm Jill Francisco and my guest today, Bobby T. Remus. And we were just um, wrapping up our um, discussion about um, you know, professional associations and, and what that, you know, why it's important to be involved there and also what it can lead to, um, you know, possibly expected but also unexpected um, opportunities. And so, you know, we don't have that much time left, but I have got to talk to Bobby and pick his brain a little bit about this because I think this is neat for our listeners to kind of um, see what we think is out there and what is what is what do we see coming down the pike for paralegals what do you see bobby for trends that are coming up and changing the professions because lord knows we're i feel like we're becoming old had at change but anyway anyway what what are you thinking that's coming down that our listeners can you know they can they can uh, get the heads up on and be able to stay ahead <sighs>
1: In order to stay ahead, I have to say my best advice to listeners is to always be up to date with upcoming new technology trends. And I cannot emphasize this more than enough. Technology, technology, technology. (laughs) Your law firm or corporation is going to come up with new technology. Sometimes people don't like change, but this is the area where you have to embrace change. And again, technology. So, for example, yeah, it could be a new case database management Mm -hmm. system. It might be a new e-discovery platform Um, it might be a new investigative tool work that it could assist you to obtain evidence for the lawyers so again technology 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 is something that is going to be coming down the pike and it's different kinds of technology that you can actually utilize to your advantage so as soon as some you know you as a paralegal professional can embrace technology and technology change the better it is for you in your career also um, of course this is constant legal updates new laws, new legal procedures, and this again Goes back into making sure you keep in contact with your network because you never know when you're going to need to reach across the aisle or when you really need to reach across state lines to your fellow paralegals and other associations, whether it's local or the national association, to see how they're coming about or how their legal teams are doing certain certain new legal technology procedures or certain new filings or new legal remedies to con- tackle a, a particular problem.
0: Let me just touch on one thing that was neat and why it's important is i had an email from a colleague that you know that i met through nala like you're talking about they were going to their firm was going to purchase new software and so she she picked you know a handful of her connections and sent out an email and said can you tell me what your firm you know your size your, you know, your focus, what you want to do, what do you guys use to solve these problems? And I mean, that was amazing. That probably saved her company thousands of dollars. I mean, you, they could have had to do some kind of research or survey or, you know, who knows what, or could have purchased something wrong and then had to purchase something else. So she used that, you know, kind of thing, reached out to a handful and got wonderful feedback. And like you said, just just totally valuable to her company. I mean, she followed up later and said they appreciated it and were probably surprised that she could get that feedback, you know, because you know, paralegals, you ask us about it, we're going to tell you.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> especially, especially, Joe, and you point this out very well, especially when it's to the benefit of a law firm and that makes your clients so much more yeah. happier, especially when it could be cost saving measures as we all know e-discovery can be extremely expensive but if you can find an e-discovery platform that will actually save you time and your clients money who i mean you'll make everybody happy and it's a win-win situation for everybody involved
0: yep yep and i know and like i said now let you i'll get you back in i know you're going to talk about some other opportunities and different things that the paralegal profession might be going in uh right around you were talking about going across state lines i think there's some stuff happening in arizona you were going to talk about
1: Yes. So in Arizona right now, they have a paralegal or paraprofessional professional affiliation where basically people can register as paraprofessionals where they can actually specialize in in specific areas of law of course they have to do and abide by the state guidelines according to the state right. of Arizona and actually where you can actually practice law as a paraprofessional but only in a specific area of law and only with by following the specific guidelines and the specific Um, regulations per that state's laws. So that is a new thing that's coming up. It's already been experimented with, I believe, in Washington State. I know it's been talked about here in California. It's been talked about in California, and it's also been talked about in Oregon. And I know there's more, but those are the ones that I know for sure that I've actually read about.
0: That's amazing. And do you think, I mean, I guess that's a difference than the limited likened legal technician that we had, remember, years back that kind of got some um, steam And I think um, then it went away and, you know, people still try to hold on to that. So is this, do you think maybe this that you just spoke of has kind of come from that to be a better a better version, so to
1: speak. Yep. Um, and with very tight guidelines, very tight regulations by the state. So I do think it's a possibility. It's going to be interesting to see how it turns out in Arizona. It's actually happening right now in the state of Arizona. And they're specific. If you want to look it up in the state of Arizona's website, I'm pretty sure there's details about it, how to go about it, how to become a paraprofessional wow. in the state of Arizona. But you're right. It is a new, it's a new version or so-called maybe a better version, so to speak, of the legal tech or legal limited technician as what you just spoke about.
0: Yeah. And I think this just is another thing about how right now uh, to me, and I I don't know if you agree, but I mean, the opportunities for paralegals are amazing right now, like different types of law, different places. I mean, I mean, I think I could have 10 jobs if I had enough time to do them. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly, Jill, right? Exactly. If there were only more hours in the day, our lives would
1: be so much more fulfilled. But, you know, we only got 24 hours. And you by the way, you got to sleep and we're all only human. We only could pretty much be in one place at one time. But you're absolutely right. right. When it comes to the paralegal profession, especially these days, in my view, from my experience and from what I've seen both personally and from others, the sky is the limit.
0: Yep. And I think, and I think now, like i said, i I would encourage our listeners to 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 take the leap. I mean, because I feel like I know a couple of paralegals that they didn't really think like they saw a job out there, they saw an opportunity, and they needed you know, this, 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 and um, you know it's hard employers are employers are struggling to find, you know. Uh, employees and and so now it's like hey go ahead and apply you know you, they they may they may say hey they don't have this but they have this I mean don't you agree like just try it I
1: absolutely I absolutely agree especially these days with you know coming out of well we're still in the COVID pandemic era but we're you know, trying to get Timber- out. <laughs> We're trying to get out of the pandemic era. But, you know, what you said before, that this COVID-19 pandemic has actually changed the dynamic of the workplace, not just within the paralegal profession, but also across the nation. So now when you're seeing when people are looking for jobs, by the way, this is a great time to look for a job, considering all that's been happening, is that now people, especially paralegals, are getting offers, really great offers, but also hybrid offers, meaning you work two days from home. You come into the office three days or it's 50-50. I mean, those are the offers that are... I actually see those offers now. So it's amazing how... I mean, as sad as it is, the pandemic that has happened, but that is the reality of what has happened after the, you know, after the pandemic has surged so much the way that it did, it actually made employers look at paralegals and other professionals and say, do we really need them physically here in this office? Or can they actually do some work at home? And what the pandemic proved was, you know, some paralegal professionals can really do some really great work from home and be as just as productive or not more than compared to being in the office. So that's the new dynamic that's out there now. When you see jobs that are being posted, it will t- a lot of the job apps will say, you know, uh, we offer a 50-50 um, program where you work 50% in the office and 50% at home to make it more appealing for you to apply to their position.
0: Yes, for sure. And and like you said, and that and I know that you and I both agree on this, that, you know, that's all we want. We just want more, you know, anything that elevates the paralegal profession, anything that, you know, makes it, you know, because if, if that paralegal is happier and can enjoy and, and just kind of be more flexible and, you know, it's like they're going to be more productive and, like you said, even more than they were um, in the office. So, but, uh, Bobby, unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap this up and I just really... I appreciate you coming on here and I appreciate you giving your time and um, giving the listeners, you know, a glimpse into all the different things that you're involved in and how, you know, it keeps you motivated, it keeps you enthu- you know, enthusiastic about the paralegal profession plus in the all the while helping your community, you know, being doing things that are very, very important that you are very passionate about. And so um I would really like to um, have you explain to our listeners if, if they want to get in touch with you, they want to talk to a little bit more about this, you know, what is the best way that they can reach out to you?
1: Yes, the best way to reach out to me is through my email. And that is bobby.remus, R-I-M-A-S at alumni.ucla.edu.
0: Oh, Bobby! thank you so much again for joining me. I really appreciate it. And also thank you to all our listeners who tuned um, in to us today. If you have any questions or comments for me, please contact me at jfrancisco@logical.com. At I hope you will join me for our next episode next month. I'm Jill Francisco for The Paralegal Voice, signing off.